Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. I'll be giving you actionable value to help you with mindset, training, and nutrition to help you transform your life. Disclaimer, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not because I want to be mean, but because I generally respect you. Also, I'm a meathead. So if you tune in and decide to give me the time out of your life that you know you'll never get back, the very least I can do for you is keep it a stack. Expect to be educated, motivated, and inspired. And get ready to laugh over some light-hearted banter. Now that that's out the way, let's chat with IFBB Pro Matt Butale. Get ready, meatheads. Time to dive in. Yo, what's good, Meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your returning champion, IFPB Pro, Matt Butale, coming at you with another topic. And today, I'll be talking about, you know, literally how being proactive instead of reactive benefits you when it comes to your health and your fitness, and also pretty much every other facet of your life. I'll also be giving you some information that you can use to get started for free immediately, some actionable value that you can take away from this outside of just learning about the mindset of literally being proactive instead of reactive so that we can get the best out of our lives, okay? Mainly when it comes to health and fitness, but of course, as I said earlier on, you can apply this to pretty much any other facet of your life and it will work well if you apply it well, all right? So do not forget to screenshot and share this podcast out to your friends if you think they'd get value from this, uh, something like this, if they want to learn about health and fitness and or want free advice, share this out to them for sure. All right. So let's dive into this. Let's break this down. All right. So listening to the warning alarms before they become sirens. OK, that's pretty much what the bulk of this episode is going to be about. All right. Let's let's walk you through a little bit of an, uh, a story here. OK, like let's say you walked into an apartment. If you walked into an apartment building and this apartment building was on fire and you heard the fire alarm, okay, you didn't see the fire, but you heard the fire alarm. Maybe the, the fire's in like the 10th floor and you're on like the third floor, right? The question is this, would you sit around and wait for the ambulance to go and get you or to rescue you or to confirm that there's a fire? Or would you find a way out, to, out of the building? Would you find your way out of the building? Would you find like an escape route before the ambulance comes? Right. Assuming you can leave, assuming the fire hasn't you know, reached your floor yet or whatever it is, would you try to wait it out and see you know, if there's a fire in the first place? Or would you actually like try to find an escape route as soon as you heard the alarm? OK, I'm bringing that up because when it comes to fitness, when it comes to health, most people literally, as crazy as it sounds, would rather sit and wait to see if the fire actually exists in the first place instead of just responding to the alarm. Right. What you want to do is you want to respond to the alarm. You want to leave when you hear the alarm. You don't want to take the chance to risk your life and potentially get burned down. When you hear the alarm, you want to leave. You want to protect yourself. So why is it that in fitness or in, when it comes to health, at least, and being responsible for your own health, why is it that people don't actually take that approach? Like they'd rather just see how far they could get with eating like crap or see how far they could get without training and see how far they can get with doing the very, very least, like the the, the like the bare minimum, like the absolute bare minimum. They, they want to see how far they can get with that as opposed to reacting to one small thing, which in this case would be the alarm, that could be enough for them to actually get out of that seat and do something to better their health. This alarm could be maybe you're, you know, you're struggling with breathing, like breathing is a little bit heavier or going up and down the stairs is a little bit heavier. 
or you've had a, a health scare. You know, maybe you've had a heart attack. You know, that's for the more extreme cases. Or, you know, maybe you've realized, oh, shoot, the more the older I get and the more weight I put on, the less I'm able to play with my children or the less I'm able to please my partner. Right. These are all the warning signs that are, you know, constantly popping up in our faces um, in our life when we are doing the yeah, I would say that the bare minimum or at least mostly negative things when it comes to our practices relating to health and fitness. But most people don't actually like do anything about it until like shit hits the fan and they're like in an emergency situation where they get that heart attack or where they need that surgery or where they get an injury, you know, like and, and that's like, look, like, you know, there's a lesson. There's something that my parents used to tell me when I was a kid because I was a hardhead. You know, it's like you can either learn the easy way or the hard way, right? And the easy way is you look at the signs, you can take in the surroundings around you and like understand what's changing or what's like if, if things are benefiting you or if things are not benefiting you. And based off of that reality, you can change and you can do something to make sure your outcome is a lot better in the end, as opposed to waiting for shit to hit the fan and you to hit rock bottom in order for you to make that change. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I, I hope it does, because I like to think that my parents make, made sense to me when I was a kid. All right. So, again, guys and girls, our bodies are smart. When we are eating like garbage consistently, our bodies give us warning signs. Okay? And you know these warning signs. It's an upset stomach. It's it's bad digestion. It's, it's just, you know, being groggy all the time, being backed up, being bloated. Um, just an array of things. There are many warning signs that you are given like with your body and you know them. I don't have to list them out to you. You know them, right? Many warning signs that your body's telling you, hey, you know, you should fix up. Maybe you should fucking go on a walk. Maybe you should eat a little bit cleaner. Maybe you should eat a little bit healthier, right? Many warning signs, right? But we're constantly ignoring them for the sake of, I would say comfort, for the sake of things just being easier to ignore. It's easier to ignore it than to you know, get up and do something about it. I understand that part. You know what I mean? Most human beings are lazy. I get that. And even if you want, if you don't want to say lazy, most human beings just don't want to put in extra effort for things that they don't think is worth it. And they don't think it's worth the extra effort because they're like, oh, well, I'm still technically fine. Yeah, you're fine because you haven't had a heart attack yet. You're fine because the worst thing hasn't happened. But you're on the path to making the worst thing possible happen if you get my drift. Right. So it's, it's always better to stop in your tracks than to go full course, crash right through head on collision with the worst possible outcome. OK, like, again, guys and girls, if you're constantly bloated, it could be your body's response to eating too many processed foods. OK, processed foods. What are processed foods for those of you guys and girls that just don't know? Processed foods are literally most of what you're going to get in the grocery store is processed food. <laughs> OK, and. All of what you're going to eat at a fast food uh, joint is processed food. You know, any burgers, any like hot dogs, any, you know, the pizza, the wings, processed, right? Even the, the alcohol, in a sense, you could call it processed food, especially beer or whatever. But it's your body's ability to tell you, basically, that things aren't going well by giving you small signs, these small little warning uh, alarms, we'll call, you know, sort of like how I related to... um you know, the fire alarms in the apartment buildings, right? The fire alarms, the warning signs in your body are going off and it's your job to respond to them before the fire actually gets your ass because there's no mercy. Once you hit the ground, you hit the ground. You know what I mean? So guys and girls, 
if you're eating processed foods a lot, cut that down. You don't have to cut it out completely. Like I myself personally, as a professional bodybuilder, still do eat processed foods from time to time. But majority of what I eat is home cooked, clean, measured, and abiding by whatever measurements I need in total for me to get the results that I want out of whatever it is that I'm eating and however I'm training, right? So that what does that look like? That looks like eating a certain amount of calories and always respecting that calorie limit. That means eating a certain amount of macronutrients, macros are protein, fats, and carbs, and respecting those numbers, right? Based off of where I am in my journey and training responsive or training accordingly to that, doing a certain amount of cardio and a certain style of training to encompass the, the way that I'm eating so that I can get the overall result. And no, you don't have to only be goal-driven to eat healthy. You just have to be health-driven. You just have to give a shit about your body and your health, and you just have to want to live longer. That's like the the core essence of it all. Like you do not have to be a competitive athlete to eat clean or to want to eat clean or to exercise even. If you just want to be on the on the planet longer, if you want to live with your kids longer, with your spouse longer, with your friends longer, the entry level is to make sure that you're here longer. And how do you do that? By making sure you eat clean enough, by making sure you train regularly enough to make sure that you can live long enough to enjoy life as long as you want to. It's very simple. And often the very, the most simple things are never done because they're that simple. You know, and like, again, as I said, your body will give you warning signs before you hit the rock bottom. Okay, it could be, you know, inflammation and bloating with the processed foods. It could also be, if you know, if you're constantly dehydrated. You know, it could be your body's response to a lack of water or electrolytes. And I'm just going to like run over this real quickly, guys and girls. Just because you drink a lot of water doesn't mean you're actually hydrated. Okay. In order to truly get hydrated, you need to have sodium and potassium in your diet. And when you're eating a lot of processed foods, it's very unlikely that you're getting a good amount of sodium and potassium in your diet. Which means that when you do drink water, your body still isn't able to fully absorb it and utilize it and hydrate your, your internals, your organs, and make it so that your body uses the water that you put in. So how do we make sure that you know we actually stay hydrated after drinking the water? Well, there are some tricks you could use. If you cook your meals at home, first of all, you can salt them lightly before you eat them, right? That sodium is going to help with your, your body's ability to absorb the water and use the water. And potassium, well, you could eat potassium-rich foods. But again, if you're eating mostly processed foods, they're, they're not nutrient-dense. They don't really have those many nutrients, so you really won't be getting your potassium from the food. And again, guys and girls, if you are eating clean, healthy, wholesome, nutrient-dense foods, you are likely to get all of those, those profiles, those high-nutrient profiles, from the food that you're eating. So you wouldn't even have to think about salting your meals, really, or eating potassium-rich foods because your food is pretty much nutrient-dense anyway, and the water that you drink will be absorbed efficiently because you're eating efficiently. Like, that's how important it is when it comes to literally eating as clean as possible. It's not just so you can lose weight. It's literally so your body can function the way it's built to function. And if not that, then supersede the way that it's supposed to function, right? You're, you only improve by being vigilant with, your, with, your, with what you put in your mouth and with what you choose to do with your time when it comes to exercising and moving your body and moving your heart or at least letting your heart pump blood through your body, right? So, guys and girls... I want you to understand that your body's always going to be giving you warning signs and that you shouldn't only wait until you get a heart attack or until you have to go to the hospital to do something about it. 
you already know the saying. Okay, you already know the saying, and I'm going to say it again. Right? It's called an ounce. So it's it's a pound of cure. What was it again? It was an ounce of, was it a pound of cure? It's always, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't have to bring it up. It's going to come. I don't know how it slipped my brain, but they just decided to. But a pound of, an ounce of prevention is always worth, is more is worth more than a pound of cure. I'm going to repeat that again. An ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. So no matter what you could do or what you would do to, we'll say, cure the illness that you you put yourself into after you hit pretty much rock bottom, metaphorically speaking, like say you got the heart attack and you need the surgery and that surgery is the cure, quote unquote, you will never be the same after that surgery and you will never be better after that surgery as opposed to if you were to not get to that point and you know, of you needing that surgery in the first place. So let's say, for example, your heart was giving you signs that it was going to give out had you continued eating this way or had you continue neglecting your, your fitness, right? So if you listen to those warning signs, whether it was irregular heartbeats and dizziness and things like that, and you change that before it got to you hitting a rock bottom and getting that heart attack, you would be far better off preventing that heart attack than trying to fix your life after that heart attack. Hence the, the saying, a pound of cure, okay, is worth way less, absolutely way less than an ounce of prevention. Because to make it never happen in the first place is literally like to go back in time and to make it not happen. Like that's your best bet at being the safest at the most healthiest you'll ever be by not letting yourself hit the rock bottom. Does that make sense? Again, our body gives us multiple warning signs to let us know when shit is about to hit the fan. And it's your job. As a human being, and it's your responsibility in your body, if you truly value your health, to not let yourself get to that, that, like that level, like that, to, to like, you already know what I'm talking about. And if you do just nod your head silently, it's not worth letting your, it's like so easy to ignore it. I understand it's way easier to be lazy. It's way easier to like, just not care because it's not that important yet because it's not dangerous yet. Like nothing really happened. I didn't, it's like drinking and driving. Okay, it's like, and, and just listen, hear me out. It's like drinking and driving. You, you take a couple of drinks, you drive, you never get caught. Okay, cool, fuck. Do it again, and again, and again, and again. And now you're drinking more and you're driving. You're drinking more and you're driving. Well, nothing happened yet, right? So I'm fucking cool. Like, I can, it, it's fine. I didn't get stopped by the police. I didn't hit anybody until the fucking day you do, right? You get into a car accident, you fucking kill somebody. Even worse, you kill yourself or someone else in the car. Or you get stopped and now you got a DUI. You could have prevented that all by fixing the habit, okay, of, of drinking and driving. And what would your warning signs be when you're drinking and driving? Okay, well, you're drunk. And now you notice you're swerving in and out the lane. You're like, oh, fuck. Well, at least I made it from point A to point B, right? And you think that you're good because you made it from point A to point B. And then you keep doing that because you're letting yourself off the hook. You keep getting away with it. And because you keep getting away with it, you're like encouraged to keep playing at that level. And the longer you play, the closer you get to rock bottom. And when you hit rock bottom, best believe it's going to wake your ass up or knock your ass out. And there's nothing you can do about it at that point, other than try your best to fix the situation when you could have just listened to the warning signs and prevented the worst case scenario from even happening in the first place. Does that make sense? Again, guys and girls, your body will give you warning signs. If you're bloating, you're eating too much processed food. 
if you're constantly dehydrated, you're not drinking enough, enough water or you're not eating enough nutrient-dense foods. If you're constantly out of breath, it could be your body's response to your body growing more obese and the pressure on your lungs and your, your BMI, right? Your basal metabolic rate or your, uh, um, your body mass index, right? If you're self-conscious, guys and girls, about the way your clothes fit, it could be your mind telling you that you're unhappy with your shape. And that also is another warning. Okay, the list goes on. These are warnings. These are the sirens. These are the alarms that will wake that at least should wake you up so that you don't make that decision to keep letting yourself go scot free until you hit rock bottom. Because when they go ignored, like when they go ignored, when you ignore these 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 alarms, they become the sirens and the sirens are literally EMS and they will come to get you because you're having a heart attack or because you injured yourself or you something happened. That you could have stopped that you didn't stop because you didn't want to stop it because you were too either fucking comfortable or lazy right or you got too complacent because you kept getting away with it like and think of if, if you know for the older folks there 40 plus back in college back in high school you could eat literally whatever you wanted and pretty much get away with it you know you're pretty much you're more active you're younger your metabolism was higher you know you could eat a couple pizzas in a week and not really give a shit not really care much and still not really get that fat or might not put on anything at all. But doing the same thing now in your 40s and your 50s is, is the worst. Because now you actually do get fat. Your metabolism has slowed down. You're not even nearly as active. Right? So if you were aware of those habits from when you were younger and you decided, okay, well, shit, I may not be, I may be getting away with it now. I may not be getting fat or losing my shape now in my youth. But if I continue eating like this, I will definitely look like a bag of shit in my 50s. Like if you were to be conscious enough to to be to to recognize that. You would only benefit by taking action at that point in time so that in the future, you didn't really you don't have to experience the negative outcome of constantly letting yourself off the hook because you can get away with it. Again, guys and girls, the sirens from the ambulance rushing to your home because you had a heart attack at a young age ain't cool and young is young i'm talking 50 is young if you're having a heart attack at 50 that's that's fucked that is that's crazy sirens from your body okay as you panic and lose consciousness in the middle of the night because of sleep apnea and for those of you that don't know what sleep apnea is it's, it's literally your worst nightmare literally it's like you could be in a nightmare and die because of it it's basically when you go to sleep and there's so much pressure on your lungs due to the, the overall mass in your body. When you inhale and exhale, there are big periods of, of stalls in between your inhales and exhales. And in those the, that period, you can get knocked out unconscious and die. And why is it? It's just because you're, it's more difficult for your body to breathe, literally, when you have that much fat and mass on you. And it's typically related to your BMI, your body mass index. And if you're obese, you likely suffer from uh, sleep apnea, right? Which is why you have those CPAP machines for those people that are typically that are clinically obese and have uh, trouble breathing at night. Because when you go to sleep, in your unconscious body, or your, we'll say your mind takes over your body when you go to sleep and you're breathing, you literally can stop breathing in your sleep because it's too difficult for your body to breathe. In your sleep and what kind of like that is like one of the scariest ways to die but people do die that way why 
because they do not listen to the sirens, the warning signs in their life and let themselves get away with shit so much, so like frequently that they literally die in their sleep. You don't even get the chance. You don't even get the chance to get the fucking help or ask for help. You just die. And I'm not trying to fear monger you. I'm not trying to scare you. But the rock bottom is a scary place. And I would never even encourage my worst enemy to go to the to the to the rock bottom to, to, to experience death or life like that. Like the sirens from your mind that keep you hiding from your friends and family because you're too ashamed to go out and show your body. That's a real siren. That's a real warning. These are all things that you think about that are going to make your life better if you act on it. But if you choose not to act on it, it's going to stack up on your anxiety. It's going to stack up on your depression. It's going to make you feel less than. And it's also going to make you fucking uncomfortable in your own body. Straight up. And That's no way to live. And certainly no way to die. When these sirens become too loud, they're almost impossible to ignore. And if you ignore them after that point, you'll just die. And I'm not here to just like fucking scare you or anything like, but you will just like, it's even drugs, man. You fucking keep taking drugs, keep taking drugs. Yeah, I'm getting away with it. I didn't die. I didn't die. I fucking was close, whatever. And then you fucking die because why you didn't listen to the near misses. It's like even motorcycles. I love my motorcycle. I'm going to fucking rip it. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm a weave in traffic. I'm going to do whatever on the highway. Oh, I had a couple near misses. Those are my warnings, but it's okay. I'm still here tomorrow. You get fucking flattened out by a truck. Because you're riding your bike like that. It's, it's, it, it, this applies to everything in your life, guys and girls. Stop letting yourself get away with shit. Especially if you know that the outcome, the potential, we'll say the ending of that, is only negative. Like there's only rock bottom outside of letting yourself get, a, uh, get away with shit that you otherwise should keep yourself in check with. Like there's only the rock bottom. And that's not good. I'm here to remind you. Just stop fucking doing that in all aspects of your life, not just health and fitness. Yes, mainly health and fitness. That's what this is about. Like it's the meathead on the mic podcast. We talk about mainly health and fitness and mindset, but this applies to everything else in your life. It's not just health and fitness. Okay. By the time you hear the EMS coming for you, it's already too late to fix the problem. So today I'm going to show you how to react to the warning signs so that you can avoid going to the hospital, potentially dying in your sleep or suffering from poor mental or physical health because you're too lazy and you keep letting yourself pretty much run red lights. Okay, so we all know, you know, to take care of your physical health, you need to stay active in the gym and, you know, on a consistent basis and eat um, healthy on a consistent basis. But what's even more important is the way you eat than training. Like, let's be honest, like training is is good, right? It's great. You're going to need it regardless. It, it's it's a, a foundational piece. You need that. But what you put in your mouth is ultimately the most important. Because that's to have that kind of control is to set the tone for everything. All right. And these are some proactive responses to warning signs your body is giving you so you don't have to react to the potential tra tragedy or rock bottom that you could face. All right. So I'm going to give you guys and girls some actionable value, some shit you can take away from this podcast episode and apply to your life if you suffer with these few things. All right. So if you are always bloated, and you suffer from IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, what I want you to do is, and what you should do is, cut out and replace highly processed foods with healthier options. And highly processed foods, again, it's mainly fast food. It's mainly shit that you, it's super sweet. You can get these things at the grocery stores, 
right? These are the things that taste really fucking good, but you know are bad for you that you should have only every now and again, right? So examples, trade-in packaged meals. You know what I mean? Those, uh, I'm not sure, you know, where you live, but those Michelin, like any, uh, you go to the grocery stores, you get anything that's like pre-packaged or even like pizza pops or anything like that. Trade in all that crap for home-cooked meals that are lower in carbs if you suffer from IBS. And you want a little bit more complex carbs. Complex carbs are sweet potatoes. They're high in fiber. You know what I mean? Oats. That instead of simple carbs. Simple carbs, basically sugar. Think of cereals for simple carbs. Think of uh, white bread, white rice. You could still incorporate them, but if you suffer from IBS, then you should stay away from simple carbs. Because it's not going to be that good for you. It's going to make you bloat. Pizza, even. Especially pizza. A lot of simple carbs in that. Okay. So if you suffer from IBS, cut out and replace highly processed foods. One thing I want to talk about as well. Another thing. If you are losing a mental health battle with your beer belly and your man boobs or your self image, I want you to educate yourself on what a calorie deficit is. Okay. And guys and girls, I, have, I literally, this is episode number 103 of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. There are several episodes where I talk about calorie deficits in depth and even if you still you don't want to go through these episodes and look for the ones that you want that you can learn from you can go on google and you can google what is a calorie deficit and even if you don't want to do that you can message me on any social media platform matt what is a calorie deficit i will even show you one of the posts that i've made and talk to you about it educate yourself if you are struggling with your mental health when it comes to your your image like your body when you look at the mirror and you're like fuck like i don't like my stomach i do not like my chest like i've got fucking tits bigger than my girlfriend and I'm a dude educate yourself on what a calorie deficit is and how to apply it use tools like my fitness pal and online calorie uh, uh, online calorie calculators to help you map out a game plan that's going to help you burn at least 20 to 30 pounds of fat in general it might take you three months six months or even a fucking year but educate yourself on a calorie deficit, how to apply it, and use tools like MyFitnessPal, online calorie calculators to help you map out a game plan to burn at least 20 to 30 pounds so you can feel more confident in your body and you know start leaning towards the positive side of the battle of uh, with, with mental health that you have relating to your self-image. And if you have trouble learning about these things or applying these things or being consistent with these things, there are so many resources out there that you could use in your favor that you could even invest in like coaches to help you, you know, with this journey so you can get through with it one and done and do it in a way where it's sustainable. So you don't crash diet and then gain all the weight that you cut off because that's the worst. And I see that happen so many times. So properly educate yourself with podcast episodes, YouTube videos, Google searches, you know, following the, you know, the uh, reputable sources on social media that consistently educate and have the results to prove it. Either they're the proof in the pudding or they po they post a lot of their clients and you can look at those people as being the proof in the pudding, right? But you want to be listening to people that are applying the shit that they're fucking talking about, whether it's to themselves or to the other people or both and having proof of that, okay? Educate yourself on these things because if you're not going to hire a coach, you need to be your coach. And if you need to, if you're going to be your coach, you're going to have to be a little bit more strict than you think you are because discipline it's 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 very it's it's discipline isn't that easy to obtain, which is why people even myself and I view myself as rather disciplined. I have coaches, I have mentors, 
And it's not because I'm not disciplined. Well, actually, I'll be honest with you. There are times where I'm just not disciplined in general, not just with health and fitness, but like with anything in my life. But having somebody in my corner fucking pointing at the overall goal and pointing at me and whenever I'm like fucking up or making a mistake, willingly or not willingly, that that sharpens me. That makes me look in the right direction and do the fucking thing I need to do in order to get to where I need to go. It's how I got to this level of success as a 24-year-old. IFBB pro. Online entrepreneur. I've been working for myself for over two years, which is something that I never thought was possible before because I used to work two jobs as a security guard, okay, while trying to train and become a professional bodybuilder, which is essentially three jobs because if you know bodybuilding, you know that's full-time. Eating, drinking water, training, being on with your supplements, cardio, all that shit. So I had no time for myself. I couldn't manage anything. I struggled a lot with everything, including relationships, because of my, my busy schedule. But when I reached out and actually got help from my mentors and from the coaches I was working with to help me with my bodybuilding career, I was able to come out on the other side with more success. And this is something that you might need to listen to, guys and girls, because you think you might think that you are good enough on your own or that you are perfect. All you need is just the, the right meal plan or the right workout plan. Cool. You can get the right workout plan. You can get the, the right uh, meal plan. But if you cannot apply it consistently, you're cooked. If you, if, if you can fall off and come back on, good for you. But if you fall off and you don't know how to get back on, it's tough. Which is why I always recommend having somebody, whether it's a trusted friend, a mentor, a coach, a, anybody, any figure, somebody that actually gives a fuck about your success, to be there for you, to help push you in the right direction constantly. All right, guys and girls, if you're always out of breath going up the stairs at work or even in bed with your partner, if you struggle like to really deliver and I'm let's just keep it a stack here, bro. Let's keep it a stack here. If, if this is something you struggle with, if you struggle with stamina and basic endurance, you need to work on your cardiovascular health and implement a cardio routine that is challenging enough to make you sweat, challenging enough to make your heart rate in, uh, increase, but easy enough for you to actually do it three to five times a week. I'm going to repeat that again. If you struggle with walking up the stairs and breathing too fucking heavy or doing any remote like movement, and it just feels like it's too much, including basic endurance when it comes to pleasuring your fucking partner in bed, you need to work on your cardiovascular health, implement a cardio routine that is challenging enough to make you sweat, challenging enough to make your heart rate increase, but easy enough for you to actually want to do it and consistently do it three to five times a week. Okay. Do not wait until you get a heart attack. Do not wait until you have sleep apnea problems. Do not wait until you are absolutely fucking disgusted with who you see in the mirror to make a change because that's rock bottom. And as I said, a pound of prevention or sorry, a, a pound of cure is worth less than a, an ounce of prevention. So an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. And if you can prevent it, please do everything in your fucking power to prevent it. Because to try to cure it is literally, it's like working backwards on time. It's the worst. It's, you can still benefit from it. You can still come out of that hole or, you know, get out of the rock bottom. But it's going to take way more effort for you to do that than for you to prevent it in the first place. And you'll thank yourself for preventing it instead of letting yourself get into that level where it's like you can't do anything anymore. All right. Don't wait till you hit rock bottom to begin climbing out of the pit that you've dug yourself into. Listen to the alarms before they become sirens. 
be proactive instead of reactive. Guys and girls, I want you to implement the information that I gave you if you struggle with those specific problems. Okay, I'm just going to recap it one time for you. If you're bloated and you suffer from IBS, cut out highly processed foods. Start cooking from home. If you're losing a mental health battle due to your self-image, edu educate yourself on what a calorie deficit is and how to apply it. Use tools like my fitness pals uh, and online calorie counters to help you map out a game plan so you can eat in a way that's going to help you burn fat. Okay. And last but not least, if you're always out of breath and you struggle with your endurance, do cardio. Have a cardio routine that's going to make you sweat a little, get your heart rate up, but it's, it's easy enough for you to do three to five times a week without you feeling like you're killing yourself. Okay. Don't wait for yourself to hit rock bottom. Listen to the alarms before they become sirens. Be proactive instead of reactive. That's it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. Also, guys and girls, I want to let you know, if you want to lose 25 pounds or more and or if you need help with building a calorie deficit plan for your nutrition and outside of that, your training, and you want me as an IPB pro, your coach, to help you with that, you can shoot me a message on any social media platform that you see me on. You can just Google me, Matt Butale, um, and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. All right. Let's embrace your intermediate head together. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. IFBB Pro Baputale signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner meathead. All right. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.